ain't a podcast that's flyer. You are now tuned in to Direct Misfire. Benson, you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in. Let's roll the dice, let me show you what we do win. A fantasy war game, play it smart and you win. What you know about the crystal pen and the retribution? Hero, hero, giants and knights galore. It's an adventure, this is Kings of War. Let's go. Halflings would be the first to admit that they are not natural soldiers. They don't have the lust for blood like the orcs, they don't leap into battle over points of offended honour like the dwarves, nor do they feel a thrill over the pomp and glory of an army with banners like many humans and even elves. Halflings are far more interested in tinkering in their workshops, reaping bountiful harvests, and sharing a good meal, good ale, and perhaps a relaxing smoke with family and friends. Many outsiders often mistake the halflings as weak and cowardly because of this outwardly good nature. In this they are gravely mistaken, because while the halflings do love the pleasures of life, they are willing to go to great lengths to protect those things from anyone they think might be trying to take them away. They will defend their own with a savagery and viciousness that they have taken many by surprise and to their fatal cost. They can be kind, gentle, and generous, but equally cold, pragmatic, and utterly ruthless. Hello champs, and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Army Review. Joining me, as always, is Selick. Hey, hey. As well as Hugh. Yo, yo. As we deconstruct the Halfling's Army list. So pull up a seat, grab a drink, and let's get into it. Alright, small fellas, here we go. One of the most recent armies in the game. Mm. Um, quite popular as well, I think, because of the range of uh, miniatures is, has helped that. What do you reckon? Yeah. Well, the the miniature range, I think this was one of the ones that Mantic gets the, the Salic green tick of approval. So the Halflings isn't a very prevalent army in the miniature space. So by them creating the list and specify like a, a pure Halfling list, and then providing really high quality models they've really captured um that that whole market so green tick Ooh. Mm. yeah it's basically them and the halflings from lord of the rings the gw game i suppose that's um and th- that's a completely different you know uh style because it's more of a skirmish kind of affair and everything else so yeah great great idea to go into a range that's a little bit untapped and i think it's their best range uh, possibly about on par with goblins so they must be good at making small people mm. Mm. you could say that the the market for um well the the range of options that people have to choose from is quite short oh Indeed. no god yep <laughs> right, so let's get into the army special rule so the halflings they get relentless so once per game when attacking a unit in melee that currently has at least one point of damage, that unit may reroll up to three of the dice that failed to hit. Um, also, you should note that the Halflings are a neutral alignment army. Hmm. So they've also got like a, almost another army wide special rule being Spellwood. Yeah. Uh, should we explain what Spellwood was? That was introduced in Clash of Kings 22, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Basically, it's just a negative one to all magic on that unit so if you're trying to shoot at it with lightning bolt it's going to be at negative one 
And if you're trying to heal your own, yeah. It... So on the on the negative side though, if you're trying to bane chance or heal, uh, it's at negative one as well. So your healing goes up to five. Yeah. So that will be interesting, but we'll get to that when we get to it. All right. So let's start off from the very top. We have the infantry section and the little braves, little tackers. Okay, so these infantry are high 2, speed 5, melee 5, no range, defense 4. They come in regiment hordes and legions at 2, 3, and 4 unit strength with your standard 12 attacks for the regiment, 25 for the horde, and 30 for the legion. And pretty standard nerve there as well. 12, 14, 19, 21, and 25, 27 for the legion. And they come in at 80 points, 130 points for the horde, 190 for the legion. And their special rules is just the spell ward, and you can give them... Relentless for five points. Hmm. Pretty cheap, like goblins, basically. Yeah, th- like this is a, a great unit for them. Um, purely around the, the points to nerve that comes back, I think, is how you sort of look at them. I'm not sure about the Legion side of things, um, but definitely in that regiment from the unlock perspective and the horde for the, the cost to nerve. Well, I think a Legion will be a reasonable target because mm. it's just there's so much of it. Um, I don't think Relentless is all that good at melee 5, especially with no extra uh, defense penetration for crushing or thunderous or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think Relentless is worth it. You just know crushing, so like extra hits are probably not going to convert anyway. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, very similar, of course, to your goblins, as as uh, Benson said, or your Ratkin warriors or your zombies or whatever. Pretty Pretty similar points level, very similar stats. Hmm. Uh, nothing particularly to write home about. I guess spell ward is their point of difference. Don't give them artifacts. There's no point. Yeah. Yeah. Those are your cheapy, chaffy, unlucky friends. Hmm. So if you get a, a brave and then give him a spear, they become spear spikes. Uh, and ooh. they are ooh. and they are speed five, melee five, no range, obviously, with a defense of four, same as, same as the braves. Uh, they only come in two flavors, though. That's the regiment and the horde. The key thing there is the unit strength three on the regiment. And unit strength 4 on the horde with 15 and 30 attacks. The nerve for the regiment is 12-14. And for the horde, 19-21. And the points are 100 points, which probably unlocks the unit strength 3. And 165 points on the horde. So they naturally, because they've got spiky spikes, they've got phalanx and spellwood. And they also have the option for relentless. Uh, I like the horde. Uh, I like both. Uh, I mean, 20 points for 3 attacks and phalanx. In the regiment or um, mm-hmm. any unit strength, of course, or 35 for the same unit strength, five attacks and phalanx. It's uh, it's about correctly costed, I'd say. Mm. Phalanx can be a bit of a trap because you say you have two hordes of these to protect your left and right flank, which I actually think is not a bad investment. Like They're pretty cheap. Then you do sort of, you, you're kind of flushing most of the value of those points down the toilet if you're not playing flyers and cavalry. Yeah, which somehow is just just untaking them. But for the most part, I think uh, it's it's of the same value as the Braves. I think like Braves, if you need a few extra points, which you quite frequently will, and so therefore go for the Braves. Yeah. Other than that, spear spikes, mm. the the you know the phalanx is worth it. I think it's really helpful. Yeah. I reckon start with the spear spikes, and then if you need points, just downgrade them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. Mm. And I just want to point out, when we do refer to defending uh, flanks, these guys won't actually kill things. Yeah, they'll just hold up the cavalry for an, that's that would otherwise be barreling around your flank for an extra turn, uh, mm. which is often all you need to get things done elsewhere on the board. 
it's also one of those units that if somebody is stupid enough to charge you with a, a cav unit or a, or a flyer uh, in the front, that it's probably not a great idea or it's something to think about to actually just withdraw or uh, disengage there and wait for that second charge so that it neg two again. So unless they're a flyer naturally and then they can get out of there. But yeah, don't feel like you have to counter charge. Yeah, good call, good call. And uh, some people like the hammer of measured force on hordes of spear people. I think it's less worth it when you're melee five, obviously, than compared with being an elf or a human spearman or whatever. Um, but 195 points, I think it is. It's 30 points for the hammer of measured force, isn't it? 20, yeah. 20 now on a horde. Mm. Okay. Yep. 185 then. Uh, you're still well under 200 for a horde that can potentially threaten big scaries. Um, they are good at holding off dragons and stuff, although your opponent's basically foolish if they're going into mm. your spear horde with their dragon because they should be able to pick <laughs> that fight. That's a thought mm. anyway. I wouldn't really yeah. consider any other magic items. No. Fire Royal maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Staying Stone maybe if you really just don't have a better unit mm. to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, Hugh, how about you tell us about the Chunky Boys, the Stalwarts? The Stalwarts. Uh, there's a few like uh, somewhat challenging to pronounce English terms in here, which I thought was interesting. But your stalwart boys are speed five, melee four, defense five. So better melee and better defense than their uh, less experienced brave friends. So they come in troops, regiments, and hordes. Troops are unit strength one, 10 attacks, 9, 11 nerve, and 75 points. Regiment is unit strength three, 12 attacks, 13, 15 nerve, 115 points. And the Horde is unit strength 4, 25 attacks, 20, 22 nerve, 190 points. These guys also have Spell Ward, just like almost all the Huffings. Um, and so they're obviously just your more resilient, more elite version. They can get Relentless for 5 points, and they can exchange their shields for two-handed weapons, which makes their defense go to 4, and gain Crushing 1 for nothing. Okay, let's break that down. Would you ever take it without shields? So go down to death four, but crush one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Melee four is reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, and if you can give them an extra crush one, that makes them quite a threat. It sort of depends on what's in the rest of your army, I think. I think it's like correctly costed at three because both are valid. Like it's definitely okay to go defense five. I think on the regiment or, uh, well, I don't know about troop, I'd kind of never take the troop. This, yep. this is like your shock, shock troop equivalent, I think. I'd love to have this option on my shock troops. <laughs> uh, who automatically come with basically the upgrade in Verticomus for this extra strength and the lower defense. But yeah. Uh, yeah, 25 attacks is not amazing with melee four on the horde, but I would definitely consider it on the horde. If, if you don't have much punch in the rest of your army and you want your, if you've got two hordes of these holding your center and you want them to be able to grind, mm. probably would go the crushing strength art and then maybe an item on them as well and, makes them actually a significant threat but if you just want them to hold and hold for days then stick with the defense five mm. so players of other short armies these are essentially like the black souls or the ironclad in yeah. the other dwarf varieties just with an extra speed and slightly lower nerve mm. i don't mind these guys with the hammer of measured force without the upgrade obviously um or the, oh, yeah. the changing yeah. of it um, so yep. that way you're at least getting a pretty good conversion, a steady conversion of attacks to wounds. Um, mm -hmm. And if I was going to take the upgrade, say, or take a second horde, um, I'd be taking the crushing strength and then giving them plus one 
uh, crushing mm. strength. So that'll be crushed two unit. Mm. Mm. I like the hammer on defense five. That's kind of best of both worlds to a degree. And mm. it's only, what, 35 points more than the spear spikes. And there's a lot of benefits, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Um, again, it comes down to how many points can you shed? Hmm. All right, let's start off with the ranged units here, the poachers. So this is another infantry troop, speed 5, melee 4, ranged 5, defense 3, comes in troops and regiments, unit strength 1 and 3, 10 attacks for the troop, 12 for the regiment, 9, 11, 13, 15, nerve, and 105 points for troop, 140 for regiment. These guys are pathfinders, they have a scout, spellwood, stealthy, vicious in melee only. And they have bows, which are 24-inch bows. And again, you can give them Relentless if you want, for five points. Mm. Uh, it's pretty expensive range. <laughs> Maybe a, a troop or two, but uh, no, even then it's pushing it. But they're stealthy, and they've got Spellwood, so they're harder to shoot with just any sort of shooting, lightning, or just a standard range attack. The only way that I'd take poachers is in the formation um, that we'll discuss at the end. Yeah, but, the one game yeah. I've played against Halflings so far, he had the formation. And they're pretty pretty cool in that formation. I mm-hmm. think they adds quite a bit to them. But yeah, they're, they're that scouty unit that's always hard to fit in lists and I always find compelling. Like I always want to take them and can rarely justify them. Mm. But... Yeah, they're they're not they're a fairly inexpensive version of that at least. Yeah, I mean they're expensive for halflings, but I mean they're inexpensive for when you compare them to yeah. you know, dwarf rangers and the uh, the frozen range friends and the elven super rangers and whatever else they're called. <laughs> elven super rangers, excellent. We'll get Mantic on top. Uh, the, the you name it convention strikes again. <laughs> Uh, don't change you. Um, all right, so like, how about you tell us about the rifles? These are basically the same thing, but... Yeah, that's it. So the halfling rifles, so speed 5, melee 5, range 5, defense 3, uh, come in troops, regiments, and hordes with unit strength 1, 2, and 3. The attacks go pretty similar to other sort of rifle units, is 8, 10, 20, with the nerves of 8, 10, 12, 14, 19, 21. The points, 80, 115, and 200. They come with Spellwood uh, as their only special rule, but they are equipped with Halfling rifles, which obviously just small equivalents of real rifles, mm. uh, with 18 inches with piercing one and steady aim, importantly. So um, most... They're not, they're not the same at all. What am I talking about? Yeah, <laughs> most rifle units have a piercing two, um, but they don't mm. get steady aim. So these guys here aren't that bad. With that steady aim, pierce one, uh, range five is... is pretty naff but um i think it's pretty cheap as well i think they need the steady aim otherwise they do nothing because yep. 18 inch range speed five range five plus yeah you kind of never want to have a negative on these guys otherwise they're just going to completely whiff mm-hmm. but um yeah provided you can keep that five plus like you're not cheating into cover they can do some okay work yeah i don't mind these guys in the regiment just purely for that unit strength play 115 points they'll chip away this is all just going to be plink damage i think at this point um Mm. but sometimes late game that's that's really helpful just to get that nerve roll yeah and the steady aim yeah the steady aim helps that roll that function so you can move get into the right spots shoot 
move, get into the right spot, shoot, and then late game you've claimed an objective. Yeah, and so do you like the regiment version just so you can like get a tiny bit of plink damage and also claim an objective as your goal? Yeah, I think the difference between, say, a troop, which does effectively the same role, right? Uh, the difference there is that the 8th, 10 nerve, that is a, a throwaway couple of arrows and they could flee or waver or do whatever, where if you, as soon as you got to the 12, 14, you've actually got to dedicate some damage in that to take them off. Yeah, you've got to at least fling a few lightning bolts and stuff, not just sort of one and roll. Kind of okay, yeah. Are we doing any items or artifacts for these guys? No, like I mean, what are your options here? You can go like elite, and it's sort of wasted because they're range five. Um, I just couldn't think of anything that you'd want to make them more expensive because they're def three and relatively low nerve. All right, let's move on then. Let's get through the cavalry, and then we'll have a break. So, how about you tell us about the juggers, Hugh? The juggers are technically cavalry, speed eight. Melee 3, Defense 5, the Chunky Boys. Uh, the, they come in Troop, Regiment or Horde. Troops are Unit Strength 1, 8 Attacks, 10, 12, Nerve and 125 points. Regiment 3, Unit Strength, 16 Attacks, 13, 15, Nerve and 190 points, which is how you'll mostly find them, I imagine. And then your Horde is Unit Strength 4, 32 Attacks, 20 slash 22, Nerve and 325 points. That is an expensive halfling unit. Um, they have Iron Resolve, Nimble, very nice, Spell Ward, and Thunderous Charge 1. So lacking in that, that oomph department for such an expensive unit, only Thunder 1, uh, also they don't have uh, Pathfinder or anything, so if they go through terrain and they're hitting on fours with zero crush, they're going to be complete potatoes, um, given their cost that you're spending on them. But So you're going to probably, as usual, bolt the uh, Potion of the Caterpillar to these guys. But Nimble Movement 8 is pretty rad. Mm. Melee 3 is great. Yep. On Defense 5. Like, I wish I had this in my army. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the Horde, 32 attacks on 3s. Yeah, 32 That's attacks on 3s is, is nuts. And you, you're probably going on the Horde. I mean, it's so unwieldy. You almost need... A potion of the caterpillar or the thunderboots, which is a shame because it'd be great to give him a crushing strength. Yeah, a little lower on the nerve in regiments and hordes than mm. other uh, heavy cavalry, like yeah, by most probably of the 14, one, 16. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the, for the goblin ones, it's 13, 15, 20, 22. So I think maybe if you're short, drop in nerve. Yeah, you, you can make use of that iron resolve more on the larger sized units, too. Yeah. Okay, so now we move on to the halfling fleabag riders, the wild lancers. So these are speed eight, melee three, no range defense four, troop, regiment, and hordes, like the juggers. So they're unit strength one, seven attacks, nine, eleven, nerve, one hundred points for troop. I mean, just go look at the goblin fleabag riders, the same stats. <laughs> um, or if you don't want to, the regiments, unit strength three, fourteen attacks, twelve, fourteen, nerve, one fifty five points, and the horde. Unit strength four, 28 attacks, 19, 21, nerve at 265. The same special rules as the juggers, so iron resolve, nimble, spellwood, and thunderous charge one with the option for relentless for five points. Um, so goblin fleabag yeah. riders are speed 10, aren't they? Yeah, but uh, melee four. 
But melee four, right? So right, Wild Lancers right. is a speed eight, melee three. So they're wildly everything different. Everything else is the same. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't think that's wildly I don't know. different, I don't honestly. Know. I think <laughs> they end up playing in a similar way, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. The important bit being the defense four. And the nerve. Yeah. Yeah, so nah, like, oh, I suppose the nerve is slightly different to the flea burger. No, I don't know. Just take juggers. I mean, they're more expensive, but... They're more defensive as well. They're going to last. Yeah. I mean, on the regiment, which is the... Ma- I suppose, unless you're looking for chaff, I think a 100-point chaff unit, this this is fine. Speed 8, it's, yeah. It might not be the one I'd go for because there's a few options in the army, but mm-hmm. it's not a bad one. Uh, speed 8 is a bit disappointing at that point. You'd kind of wish you were speed 9 or 10, but, hey, I'm used to speed 6 chaff units, so... Yeah, like mm. if you're taking these, it's really because you've ran out of points to afford juggers. That's how I sort of read it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there's any other reason why you'd be taking these. Um, as I think it was Bensom said, if you go down that troop, oh, sorry, it was Hugh, uh, go down that troop route for a chaff unit for 100 points, you spend an extra five more points and you can get a better chaff unit later on. So. Yeah. yeah, or five less points and get a better chaff unit in yeah, the Wild Runners. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's probably a good segue. We'll jump straight into the Wild Runners. So they are also speed eight. They're also melee, f- or they are melee four, uh, range five, defense three. They come in troop and regiments with one and two unit strength. Uh, the attacks are exactly the same, so seven and 14. The nerve is nine, 11, and 12, 14 with the points, as Hugh just mentioned, 95 points for the troop and 145 points for the regiment. They come with Iron Resolve, Nimble, and Spellwood, and they get their short bows, so 18 inches steady aim. You can actually upgrade these guys to have the black powder weapons, which is like what the Halfling Rifleman had. Um, so that's an 18 inches as well, but piercing one and steady aim. So that, that upgrade does cost, though, at 10 points for the troop and 15 points for the regiment, and they can also get Relentless that you would never take. Why aren't they just naming halfling rifles instead of just various black powder weapons? I'm not sure. Uh, it's a bit strange, but yeah. What one thing that I do get caught out, I guess, for lack of better words, is that these guys have melee four. Um, yep. It kind of strikes me as a little bit strange because they're the the arrow boys. Got to be a bit more elite to ride the mm. arrow legs, I guess. But That's right. Yeah, the dog's got to fight as well. Maybe it's because the they're dog. the downgrade of the wild lancers who are melee three. Yeah, it must be the dog, right? That's a good point, actually, because even the elite halflings are still melee four, right? While as the mm. wild lancers are melee three, so it's probably the arrow legs doing all the work because the halflings got little stubby arms; they can't actually reach down. Yeah, they can't really reach. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but maybe in the troops, I don't mind these guys in the troops, just as that throwaway chaff unit. Yeah, I think if you you lose a defense and a melee um, for that ranged weapon, uh, and you also lose five mm. points in the troop, but I think I like that because I don't mind if my chaff unit gets deleted slightly quicker. In fact, sometimes that can be a good thing. Sometimes yeah, it can good. be bad if they like hold unexpectedly or whatever, um, or you know get uh, shaken. No, get um, wavered, disrupted, wavered. Yeah, if they get wavered like halfway to the target, that can be pretty painful well mm. these guys can just fling a few arrows from time to time and they're that unit with seven attacks on fives they're that unit that just does one wound when something's been like devastated or something and then you're like yeah sweet my my troop just took out a massive horde of doom devils or whatever because they just had so much damage on them 
I like that. That always appeals <laughs> to me, just to have that option once in a blue moon for when they're not I always find sacrificed when, themselves. When I'm relying to do just one with attacks between five and seven, it's never going to work. So I usually rely on taking these guys in regiments because yep. it's got a bit more oomph. It's the move and scoot, scoot and shoot. Yeah, I don't mind the regiments. If I'm taking the upgrade to black powder weapons. Like yeah, for scoot and shoot, yeah, I agree. Regiments, I'd go black powder because it's, uh, I mean, it's 15 points, so you're looking at 160, but it's a, hmm. it's like a semi-effective shooting unit at that point with a lot of mobility that can claim an objective, which is kind of cool. Um, hmm. yeah. So you're either going the chaffy bows or you're going the, the boom, boom, flank and rotate and boom, boom, fellas. Hmm. <laughs> they should make that a rule. <laughs> All right, I think we'll take a break there so the listeners can immerse themselves into some halfling lore and then we'll be back and we'll start on this slightly larger, probably normal-sized uh, units. Sounds good. During their wandering days of old, every halfling had to be ready to pick up a weapon to protect their family. Once settled in the shires, they realised that they needed a real army to defend themselves. For the most part, they copied the sort of armies they saw in the world around them, with infantry, cavalry, artillery. But as with most things, they gave it a unique halfling twist. Alright, so bringing us back in now with the edgelords themselves, the edge grenadiers, which might also be EJ and might also be E but we don't know. Um, but they're grenadiers in any case. Definitely not grenadiers, that's right out. They're large infantry, uh, technically, in that they are on a base, which is large. They're speed 10, and melee 4, defense 4. Uh, they do fly, of course. They're also nimble and have brutal D3, so it's worth factoring that in. Uh, regiment is the only size they come in. Unit strength 2, 9 attacks, 11, 13, nerve, 105 points. So it's Pretty weird unit. This is the first unit that we've come across in the Halflings, uh, and there will be some others, but that, that doesn't really have much of an equivalent out there. You guys might be able to think of one, but the whole brutal D3, relatively few melee four-plus attacks makes their range of effect really, really wide. Like They could do two damage and brutal one uh, quite reasonably on a roll, or they could you know, go nuts and do like five or six damage and brutal three. And then they, you know, they're really nasty, especially obviously if they manage to get a cheeky flank or whatever. But yeah, they're flyers, big chunky flyers. Yep. Uh, these guys here for me are the one of the best chaff in the game. Yeah. Um, so not only are they fast, speed 10, super fast. Uh, with nimble, but it's when they charge into opponent, uh, opposition chaff, uh, that brutal DV often cracks them, um, so they can it's get it across the line. Guaranteed so, damage, yeah. even if you fluff your rolls. The, the brutal one to three, just so good. Yeah, um, and 105 points. So we, if you sort of backtrack into like the wild runners and um, the wild lancers, etc., um, you're only spending like five, ten more points, and you're getting a faster, more versatile unit. And one of the things for me that really tips this unit over the edge is that it's unisync two for 105 points flying mm-hmm. unit unit strength two late game table quarters and etc etc get units. anywhere they yeah. want oh, yep. so good yeah and good point. Nimble. that that five 
five points over the troop of uh, wild lancers. They hit harder. They're faster. They're just better in pretty much mm. every way. They're even tougher. They're nerve 11-13 instead of 9-11. They have two extra nerve for that mm. five points. Um, they are, of course, irregular. Yeah, they're irregular. So they uh, they can't give you unlocks because that would be stupid. Um, but, but who cares? Yeah, they're an inc- they're incredible value. One hundred five, yeah. madness. One hundred five. Yeah. And you thought the wingets were annoying. Yeah. <laughs> These guys with an extra unit strength. Yeah. So mm. there's a couple of ways that I can see this being used. Well, a as that chaff unit. It's relatively cheap. It's fast. It'll get in there and stuff up plans. Um, but just don't underestimate how valuable keeping these guys alive until that, that late game um, and then just pivot with the nimble march, get behind things and it, they're just going to be really, really hard to take down with that unit strength too. They are not. They don't have spell wood, so lightning bolt is mm-hmm. a good choice. And only death for them. against them. Yeah. Yeah, but 11-13 nerve is really decent for 105 points like um, mm. on this kind of a speedy unit. Look, most of the units that are this fast have like 9-11 or, or even 8-10 mm. in some cases, uh, although they'd probably be a little bit cheaper. But yeah, yeah. and defense 3 frequently. These are D4s actually not bad on this kind of a unit. Yeah, yeah, they're just really good. Now, is there any points putting artifacts on them? Um, I don't mind Relentless on it. So just the built-in upgrade? Yeah, 110 points, and I'm just thinking of the more as the chaff use for it um, or like shutting down a flyer, sometimes having that extra couple of re-rolls on those nine attacks when you're hitting on fours. We know that as soon as you get to melee four, it's a bit swingy. Um, so, But they have to be already damaged. Yeah, they do. But you've got lots of like plink shooting. So it's like it's more of a setup item, and I think if you're you are a halfling, you should be targeting some of those big nasty flying units anyway. So yeah, you should be thinking of the halflings in the context as we go through these units as a very mixed arms kind of army. Mm. They're, they're likely to have a mixture of infantry, cavalry, and some shooting. So yeah, as you say, they'll they'll have some plink damage in there. This is not like undead where you're never going to get a use out of relentless because you either you know, smash their their unit off the table or you haven't actually hit them yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How many units are you taking? Two or three? Yeah. Not six? No, no not six. Okay. <laughs> yeah, two or three in virtually every army. It's a shame. They are a bit undercosted by the looks to me. Um, mainly the Brutal D3. If they kind of had... Yep. It, even without that, they're a decent unit. They're just a decent chaff unit. Because um, mm. they're so fast, and you know they hit like sort of okay for chaff by chaff mm. standards, but that brutal D three just gives them that reliability that that no other sort of sub ten attack melee four unit could possibly have. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to non flying guys. So forest troll gunners also irregular. These fellas, these guys are height three as opposed to. A or EJs or Edges Grenadiers, I <laughs> too. Uh, speed 6, melee 4, ranged 4, defense 4. Hordes and regiments are their thing. Unit strength 2 on the regiment, unit strength 3 on the horde. 9 attacks, 18 attacks. This is fairly standard large infantry stuff here. 12, 14, 15, 17 on the nerve, 140 and 230 for the points. Crushing strength 1, Pathfinder, regen 5, and Pintle Gun. And you can give them Relentless for 5 points as well. 
So trolls that shoot, essentially. Yeah, so they've got... Uh, with Pathfinder. Yeah, with Pathfinder. So they've got uh, little halflings on their back with the pintle guns. Pew, pew. Check out those models. Or model them so the trolls are holding the guns. <laughs> no way. I like the halflings holding the guns on the back. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, a bit more expensive than your standard trolls. So, like, comparing them to yeah, goblins, which are 190 these are 230 for the for the range attacks and slightly higher nerve. They also have quite a bit better nerve, I think, because it, it's aren't normal trolls it's, it's 13, not, 16. Yeah, it's not the, the route, it's the waiver. That's yeah, the, well, these are 15, 17. The so they won't, um, yep. they won't waver anywhere near as easily, which is pretty cool. Mm. So you don't have to take the Fury item, which I find I usually have to staple them on. They are lower defense, though, defense 4, because I'm guessing the guns. Yep. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's worth keeping in mind. Um, so 18 attacks, range 18, 4 it's plus, uh, no yeah. piercing or anything like that. So no steady not aim. Not steady aim, though. Ah, and yeah, not steady aim. So they're going to be on fives a lot of the time. With 18-inch mm-hmm. range, you're going to frequently need to either move forward or rotate them to get that shot in. And no piercing on those. Uh, and no piercing at all. I mean, when you are on fives, you've got six hits, pierce nothing. Uh, it's not that scary. Um, so you're looking at like three wounds against a defense four thing. Mm-hmm. A couple of them standing side by side could add up, um, especially when you get those juicy four up to hit kind of options. Not sure yeah. if you'd give them an item or something. Then getting into them, I suppose they don't go down nearly as easily as your average shooting unit. That's obviously what you're paying a lot of the points for because they've yeah, got it's that a lot of points. and that high nerve. And they'll hit you back with 18 attacks, crush one. So I definitely like two units side by side. I think one unit, I'm not sure. I guess if you give them a lot of support from other units, they could be okay. But mm-hmm. How do you think they compare to the Nightmares, which are very similar, except Nightmares have 12-inch range and uh, Steady Aim with Vicious on range 4 and Defense 5, but very similar points? Yeah, I don't know. that. The 18-inch range is really important. Like, being 12 sucks mm. because when you're a 12-inch range unit, especially if you're kind of fighty, you're kind of in this spot where you might get to shoot once per game. And every time you can shoot, you could also charge. So it's that mm-hmm. sort of, do I charge, do I shoot? Because I have quite a similar damage output. In fact, it's usually a slightly higher on the charge because they've crushed one mm. or whatever. Um but then, you know, you move your unit and stuff, so you've got to make that decision. Well, as with these guys, I feel like they're going to be shooting the majority of the time between that 12 and 18-inch range. Um, and because it depends on what's in the rest of your army, so on and so forth, but I don't know. I feel like this these guys are more useful than the Nightmares. Just that range makes so much difference. It turns them into a shooting unit with some really nice plan B instead of this sort of weird hybrid all-the-time mm-hmm. unit. But then yeah. defense five is good and I struggle to find a spot for nightmares. Like my gut tells me that these are a bit like the Pathfinders. They're the kind of like or poachers in this case. They're kind of like uh you know, they're not similar units at all in terms of their stats and stuff, but they're they're paying a lot of points to be versatile and have a lot of rules and that kind of stuff. So usually they end up being a relatively weak unit, especially once you sink four hundred and sixty points into two hordes of these and you've got no unlocks out of it um halflings might not care as much about unlocks they may do we'll we'll get to that but 
Still, 460 points is a lot. Yeah, it usually mm. feels like... That's a, that's a chunk of army. To do not particularly impressive ranged output with a backup punch, I don't know. Mm. So I don't think the they're terrible, th- but they're, they're gonna be, there's going to be better options nearly always, I think. I, just, I, I'm, I like the unit, and I want to take them, but I'm not sure that they're great. Yeah. So, I big, think the biggest difference, and it's an obvious difference, uh, between the Nightmares and this, other than the range... Uh, is the list that surrounds it. I think mm. that the Halfling list here has a lot of unlocks and it's got some of the best chaff in the game. Um, so you can constantly be buying yourself turns uh, to shoot mm-hmm. and it's a more sustained shooting. And when you've got more sustained shooting at 18-inch range, it makes it harder and harder uh, to actually stop this unit. And the best thing about the Forest Trolls, I think, is that that 15-17 nerve means that even if you do charge it and you finally get to stop its 18 shots a turn, you're probably not going to break it in one turn. But uh, as soon as you take off those little trolls, uh, little trolls, take off the little halflings off the trolls. Don't take the trolls off, guys. That would be a bad idea. Um, (laughs) The forest trolls is is what you get. So they are speed 6, melee 4, no range, defense 5. They also come in the regiment and horde, unit strength 2 and 3. Same attacks, 9 and 18. The nerves, identical, 12, 14, 15, 17. But the points do go down. 1, 2, 5 for the regiment and 2, 0, 5 for the horde. Uh, because you've taken off the halfling, they get more strength. So they go up to crushing strength 2. They still have Pathfinder, still have regen 5. And their keyword of troll is still there. Um, this is the best trolls in a game, fellas. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're 15 points more than your standard trolls for the extra bump in waiver and Pathfinder. And Pathfinder. Yeah, they're good. It's a shame because I like the the style of the forest troll gunners a lot more because they're halflings and they're a bit unique and whatever. These are just like good uh, large infantry, which we have so many of in the game. There's such like large infantry hordes always a glut. like your eyes for me anyway like i always feel mm. like this this unit is very good for the points like they always feel like those kind of elite large infantry hordes always feel like such a good package on the base size that they are yeah um they're that kind of don't break from one charge hit really hard a couple of them standing next to one another is so scary and mm. it's a shame because i don't want to take a troll army i don't want to take an ogre army i want to take a halfling army if I'm taking halflings. So mm. while I can see a unit, um, probably a strong combo would be a couple of hordes of these and instead of every halfling army just to give you that much-needed crushing strength too, which the army doesn't really have access to. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very functional, but I'd much rather see forest troll gunners um, because they're more unique and interesting. <laughs> mm. Okay. Solid defense with 3 Gen 5 as well, like yeah. standard trolls. Yeah, I wish I had these. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty amazing. And like, this is the one unit that I wouldn't mind investing an item in. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think they're a pretty complete package as they are. Like, they're just yeah. um, very aggressively costed at 205 points for a unit that hits relatively hard. They remind me of like zombie trolls and that kind of thing, but that Pathfinder mm. and, the, and the high nerve is just so good. Staying stone is probably all I'd put on them. Yeah. 16, God, 16, 17, 17 that way. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Don't have to worry about wavering, really. No, that is good. And you don't you, you don't want to waver because you want to keep hitting back and um, yeah. 
you know, making the most of that regen because if you kill the unit, then you can regen for the rest of the game happily, can't you? So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, mm. that's the trolls. Uh, Aeronauts, mm-hmm. uh, probably some more flying dudes, I'm imagining. So mm-hmm. we've got some large cavalry. <laughs> <You> hope. <laughs> Either that or they got a weird name. I don't know, but what's that? That game was really good, Aeronauts. Do you remember that? None of those dudes flew. Oh. <laughs> you don't remember what? that, Benson? You love that game. Aeronauts. Yeah, wasn't that a game that you played a lot of? Anyway. Awesome Nauts. Awesome Nauts. Yeah, that's the one. That's <laughs> the one. Uh, so these Awesome Nauts are large cavalry, speed seven, melee four, defense five, uh, regiments, unit strength two, nine attacks, 13, 15 nerve, 175 points. So they are only medium speedy kind of friendos. But they do have Blast D3, what? Bombing Run, uh, Crush Strength 2, Fly, and Pathfinder. Bizarre unit. Yeah, Bombing Run just means that they always hit on fours. So if they charge into anything, or they're hindered in any shape or form, or they're running into Phalanx, they ignore all those rules and hit on fours. I see, that, but that makes fluff sense because they're dropping bombs from the sky. They're not actually being mm, hindered by right. the terrain that's on the ground, like the swamp yeah. that they're charging through or what have you. Yeah, It's okay. worth noting their height is five as well. So. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Height five, yeah, good point. That's weird. Oh, it's because they're, well, they're flying high in the air, I guess. That's mm. the idea. So they're, these are like what? What are these halflings strapped to like kites or something? Uh, these are like hot air balloons dropping bombs. Oh, I thought that was the edgelords. So what are the, what are edge grenadiers of jetpacks? Right, so edge grenadiers like the speedy winged fellas, while well, these are the more like slow flying blimp speed seven That's kind right. of guys. But they've got they're packing yep. heaps of bombs. That's right. I think yep. originally the halflings used these for their crops, I do believe, and they've repurposed them to drop bombs. Defense five too. That makes no sense mm. to me. These feel like they should be defense three or two. Yes. It's like you shoot arrows at them and they've got balloons, for goodness sake. They're like big targets flying in the air. Like, could that be any easier to kill? But apparently not. I think because it's up really high. Um, right. So it represents... They should be like minus one to hit defense three. <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Or stealthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to go back to the... What do we call them? The awesome noughts. Nine attacks, blast D3, hitting on fours. You know how much I like my blasts. These guys, <laughs> I've seen them spike... Uh, and do crazy damage when they get into a flank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't expose a flank to these guys, that's for sure. Otherwise, you will, uh, yeah, you're, you're risking. I mean, they might go in with 18 attacks and get like six hits and not much blast and, you know, not yep. do that much. But they, yeah, they're so ex- explosive. The only thing that I will call out, and I know that I mentioned it before, yeah, is that these are large cav bases in a regiment. So they're a big rectangle shape 50, so 50, just yeah. making sure that when you do charge in and destroy a unit that you're constantly thinking about how you're going to pivot them because they can get in the way very quickly mm, good yes good tip because they're slightly wider than everything else in the list would you put any items on them though the 175 is yeah, it's pretty pricey they're pretty tough chunky, though yeah. they're way tougher than i feel like they should be in my head now that i'm 13 15 the models. 13 15 defense 5 like that's a troll unit almost. Like it's pretty, hmm. it's pretty tough. I think Pathfinder is a bit rich on these. I, I think it's supposed to represent that they're flying over the terrain, right? Like so, it's yeah. not bothering them, which kind of makes sense to me. Like, I mean, why would a forest or a tree or something get in the way of these dudes if you're just floating straight over the top? Yeah, and I think that's all added into their points. But yeah, it's more that blast D three that um, is blast turning through crushing two on yeah, fours. It's big, yeah. pretty damn good. 
Who would have thought that a halfling, a halfling army with all these different versatile, like uh, you know, mixed arms forces would would wind up being an air force? <laughs> yeah. uh, the brew of haste for speed eight. Mm, that's yeah. I like the brew of haste on this, or even uh, the meat of madness to give them that uh, plus one little bump. charge. Mm. All right, let's get into the engines, the war engines specifically. So the volley gun is the first one, speed 5, no melee, range 5, defense 4, no unit strength because it's war machine, 12 attacks, 911 nerve on for 85 points. And this volley gun has piercing 2 at 24 each range with reload. Yep. Uh, 85 points, 24 inch for 12 attacks on range 5. It's not bad. Yeah, I think this is the standard volley gun, right? Yeah, you just need to, I mean, depending on how large your army is as well, because you could be taking a bunch of hordes of little fellas and cavalry and whatnot. The cover, like the height too, it's not um, indirect or anything like that, so mm-hmm. you have to make sure you've placed it well, so otherwise you're not doing much with it. Yeah, but the contrast mm-hmm. to that is true. I mean, it's range 24, so you put two next to each other, and then you have so many chaffy little annoying units, whether they be regiments of braves for 80 points or mm. 105 point units of edgelords flapping about and then it's just really hard to get to the volley guns because you've got all these annoying pieces in the way that hold things up and yep. then as soon as they die you blast them the other war machine here or war engine is the howitzer uh with speed five range five defense four uh no unit strength naturally but does have two attacks 911 nerve for 90 points so five more points in the volley gun it has an artillery strike, which is 48 inches, blast D3 plus 1. It ignores all of that cover nonsense. Uh, it's indirect, so it can't shoot within 12. Uh, and has piercing 3 and reload. Um, so this is just another one of those options. Um, it uh, hits a little bit harder, but it's probably a little bit less reliable going to put some damage down. Yeah, two shots on fives. It's one of those classic war machines, but if you hit twice, it's going to like go boom and if it and sometimes it's just going to completely whiff but yeah nothing wrong with this war machine it's good it's much the same as every other one of these yeah i rarely take these sorts of cannons or catapults or anything like that so i don't know i quite like them i think they're pretty good i don't know it depends on your army style i suppose but while i i would take like precisely two volley guns in virtually all of these armies i think uh, a howitzer is more like a take it or leave it. Either I've got one at the back mm. or a couple at the back, even if I've got heaps of unlocks or I just have zero. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting juxtaposition because I think it's a playstyle thing as well. Like howitzers are more reliable in the sense that they're always going to be in range. Uh, mm. <laughs> while as soon as they're in range, the volley guns are just, just so much more consistent. Yeah, I'd need to test them out because I haven't really... I mean, I've played against the halflings a few times, but not with them, so I'm not sure how my army would sort of fit together and if I would be able to have firing lines for volley guns. Mm-hmm. So we might get you to talk about one of my favourite units, actually, Hugh. Oh, yeah? You the love the Harvester? harvester. Oh, oh, yeah. You're a Harvest Moon fan? You oh, like to, I am. Uh, <laughs> harvest your crops and stuff? Uh, cool. Well, uh, this guy is a monster, technically, a chariot. Uh, has speed 5, melee 3, defense 4. It's height 3, so it's a short monster as it befits the halflings. Uh, unit size 1, unit strength 1, sorry. Uh, D6 plus 8 attacks, 13, 15 nerve, and 140 points. It's got a big shield, so it's the tough at the front, 
It's got your big harvest blades in the way, I guess. It is brutal. It is crush strength one, and it's thunderous charge one. Interesting unit. Slow, steady, chungus. It's a much better mincer. Mm. And it's very appropriate for your mincery models, Benson, which look like big grindy yes. harvesters. <laughs> yeah. Although there is a really pretty model for this one already. So it's, mm. it's a, effectively a troll that's pushing a big lawnmower. That's what it looks like. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like these guys. I think they complement the rest of the halfling list quite well. Um, so that defense six in the front, keep moving up. You almost always got something to your flanks to protect them. So, um, yeah, just moving these guys up, chunking away. Um, once again, we'll talk about the engineer later, but I'll refer back to this having the tinker rule, um, as well as the ravenous rule. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty handy. And D6 plus eight is really good. With, with the melee three. Yeah, yeah. I'm certainly seeing I mean, plenty of reason to take a whole heap of braves and spear spikes in your army just so you can get loads of unlocks, um, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of like awesome unlockable units in this army, and we have hardly hit most of the good ones yet. Mm. I mean, if what I think sets these apart as compared to the mincer is the nerve having just fearless eleven on the golden variety is just too painful like just they disappear really quick even with the big shield mm. so having bumping up to 15 for 140 points yes please i probably still only take two just to support because yep. they're not the cheapest when you're putting them on mass 280 points for some threat yeah two max for me yeah i would probably say the same purely on the speed um so they're not like an elf it makes strut. them hard yeah, yeah. Yep. and they're still that chariot base which is can get a bit awkward as well to use once again after you win a combat and you've got to sort of pivot around um often you can get blocked if you've combo charged whatever it was yes if it's too compact then you're going to get stuck for a turn or two yeah um all right so we've got one more walking machine here the iron beast this is a titan height five so the um awesome noughts are is it the awesome noughts that are height five yeah so they're on par with that one. Speed five as well. Melee four, range four, defense six. One unit strength. The attacks, D6 plus 10 with a 16, 18 nerve for 210 points, which is pretty good. These give out an aura of Spellward uh, with crushing strength two, Strider, and they are equipped with a halfling handgun. 18 inch, five attacks, piercing one, steady aim. You can also give them Pride of the Shires, which is a unique upgrade there, and it gives them Inspiring as well as the Aura Headstrong, and that's for 30 points to make it 240 top. You might as well just tick that box, Pride of the Shires, yep. I reckon, every time. Always Inspire, yep. Yeah, it's it's very handy, and particularly because what we've just discussed over the last like, 30, 40 minutes or so, um, there's a lot of low nerves, um, so having that Headstrong is is really handy as well. Mm. The attacks, the uh, range attacks are a bit bleh, five attacks, who cares? It's but token, uh, having yeah. 16, 18, defense six with the inspire and some reasonable attacks, 11 to 16, melee four, crushing two attacks. Mm. Um, good nerve as well for a D6 unit. 
it's it's cheap <laughs> so yeah. for that for that kind of unit 240 points for a defense six inspiring monster or titan mm. i like its cheeky little five attacks pierce one steady aim shots too like it's not gonna beat the world but it's putting out like one or two damage every turn just as it advances which you can't just like keep you can't just ignore it's like mm. like Selleck said at some stage earlier, there is a lot of plink damage in your army and this just kind of adds to that theme. Mm. Mm. And you sort of need that plink damage to get your um, sort of ravenous or whatever it is, relentless, relentless. Um, if you are going to go down that route. but um, Yeah, w- w- when your juggers or your harvester or your trolls, whatever it is that's doing the damage, when they go in, all of those units are like a little bit lower than other armies' elite hammer kinds of units uh in terms of damage output so if you've plinked them a bunch before you go in and got they've got four or five wounds on them then all of a sudden you're wiping them instead of letting them charge you back which is big difference that's right um and to go back to one of benson's comments about the edge ejs a's um so those guys don't have spellwood uh this iron beast gives the aura of spellwood so you can actually get those ejs um into a spellwood, so be protected from the lightning bolts a little bit more. Do you get plus hey. one spellwood or something? You don't. Nah, do nah, nah. It's just nah. it gives the just flat rule, flat neg one. Hmm. Um, but, All right. Yeah. Great. Anything else to say about this? They Ooh, are good. Tiggy. Yep. They are good. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll take another break, and then when we return, we will start to discuss the little individuals and heroes and whatnot. Most halflings are natural tinkerers with small home workshops where they build various devices to make life easier. Some, however, are much more gifted and produce works of engineering that can arguably match the skills of the dwarves. Originally conceived by the dwarves as their still behemoth, the concept of an iron beast was later brought to the shires by the halfling Percival Arbuckle, and the design later evolved by Paddy Bobart. While the designs of individual machines vary, they are all essentially an enormous four-legged steam-powered behemoth controlled from a small cabin on the top and armed with guns, piercing tusks and unstoppable momentum. An implacable foe, they are eminently capable of smashing through an enemy army, spreading death and sheer panic. And we're back. We're going to jump straight into the heroes now. They've got quite a few heroes, so we won't stuff around too much. Uh, and we'll Big go... heroic army. <laughs> and we'll go straight into the sorcerer. Uh, so speed 5, melee 5, no range, defense 4, uh, unit strength 0, 1 attack, 9-11 nerve for 80 points. It has the gastromancy rule, individual and spellwood. You can mount it on a little doggy there uh, to go up to speed 8 um, and the cab special rules for 25 points. Um, but the biggest thing here is the gastromancy rule. Um, so this one here is a little bit different because normally you'd be expecting a, a spellcaster in this role, but this is not a spellcaster. So unless the hero is disordered, uh, immediately after the movement order, you can pick one special rule um, out of the, the following. So that's going to be an aura of wild charge, an aura of brutal, an aura of leech life, a life leech. There you go, Benson. Uh, or the aura of rally. Um, and these only impact uh, ravenous only special rules. So 
after you've selected which one of those special rules you want to go, one of those auras, you roll three dice and the successes, so four pluses, actually give you wild charge uh, three or two or one or brutal three, two, one, for example. So you can effectively start to boost up all of your uh, halflings um, with wild charge, brutal, life leech. It's pretty good. Now, this doesn't affect the trolls, nope. EJs, A's, whatever, grenadiers. Nope. Uh, and also the awesome noughts. Yep. So that's right. Anything that's pretty much... There's not many that uh, are tinker as well as ravenous. I think the volley guns, there's a couple, and the howitzers and things like that, um, mm. they are. Um, I think the harvester is actually impacted by these. Now, just in your description of the gastromancy, yes. you did say immediately after. Does that make a difference? Because the rules say immediately before. Does that... Oh, immediately before giving... Yeah. Yeah, so... Does that make any point at all? I don't think it stuffs anything up. No. No. It's the same thing, basically. Okay. Yeah. If it's interesting, all the different auras, I think the wild charge is probably my five for it. If you gap two, then you can have one with brutal as well. Mm. So, I don't mind the rally uh, when you're coming in. Um, and then once you start to get into that sort of turn two where the charges start happening, um, that's when you can really start to assess, hey, do I need wild charge in this turn? Mm. Yeah, all of the abilities are useful. It's just so great to have that versatility. It's it's mm. These kinds of units are amazing because when you think of what you would pay for a wizard to have all those different spells, they yeah. get right up there in the expense. and you pay for that versatility obviously there's diminishing returns on wizards which is why most wizards end up having one or two spells yeah um but on these guys they just get them all out of the gate for 80 points they're actually incredible value oh yeah and there's no spells really that cover this sort of thing so it's quite unique you can't use a spell to give brutal Mm. or wild charge i mean there's extra effects no direct spells. But it's not just wild charge. It's just potential plus three wild charge. Yeah, which is, it's big. So, Also, uh, for all you halfling players out there, some idea names, uh, ideas for names for your sorcerers. You could go with Nando. You could go with Smoke and Joe. <laughs> Ooh, you could yeah. go mm-hmm. with uh, Sweet Baby Ray. Ooh, so, very nice. so much, so much material out there. Just, you know, open your, uh, open your cupboard, look through your source selection. Whatever, even Tabasco or something is a bit of a weak option, but you could go there if you want it to be spicy. I'd replace my sorcerer with a pastamancer, personally. <laughs> no, it's all about the sorcerer. What are you talking about? It's just no. it's, a, it's a it's a walking play on words with a big, cute, chubby belly. It's perfect. I've got some mm. beef ribs out in the smoker at the moment. You're making me incredibly hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had breakfast either. So. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing to take away, and we'll move on from this guy, is. When you do go in that wild charge, it's not so much how you're using it, it's how your opponent is thinking about it. So when they're moving up to get into their charge range, they actually have to think about what if my halfling opponent goes wild charge uh, and gets three dice, so now I have to leave 13 inches of range, which can actually push out uh, a lot of just non-wild charge units. So there's a lot of lot of byplay uh inside these these choices so the wild charge is one of the biggest reasons you need a couple of these in every halfling army i think because they completely change that otherwise like 
any time that the, the you're playing a movement six army like like ratkin or ogres or mm. or a lot of elves and so on just having that wild charge threat completely changes yeah how your opponent maneuvers exactly as select just said and you, you've got to assume as an opponent every unit has um wild charge every unit has brutal you've got to assume this stuff because it's like sort of true even if it's only mm. on specific units in practice yep no, that's it. And when you're rolling three dice for it as well, um, you are almost guaranteed to, to get at least one. So, um, yeah, pretty handy. Uh, I really like it if you're going down that sort of uh, halfling route. That's it. Um, what about items? I love the sacred horn. So you can... Yeah, that would be my go-to as well. Just in- increase that aura range. From six to nine, just cover a whole. Makes lot. a lot of sense, mm. especially for a short-legged little fella that needs to get around and um, affect a number of different units on the battlefield. Yeah, on a dog as well. Uh, I don't, yeah, I think on a dog is is good. So that gives him versatility and movement. I'd take um, I'd take one with the aura and one on a dog, something like that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. get good coverage um, across your whole army for very few points. Yeah, it is worth noting though. Uh, that he doesn't inspire. So the inspiring talisman is also a pretty good option. Oh, yeah. Give the doggo one the inspiring talisman. Gets him up in points mm. a bit, yeah. but makes him a lot more useful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, engineer. Um, our boy that instead of uh, specializing in cookery, this guy specializes in fixing stuff. Uh, speed five, <laughs> melee five, it's like, range didn't four. Didn't think that through, did you? That's what engineers <laughs> do, right? I don't know. Design bridges, if you're Andrew. <laughs> So this is our resident bridge designer. Uh, Speed 5, melee 5, range 4, defense 4. One attack, 10, 12 nerve, and 75 points. So just our little individual guy. He does come with inspiring, which is pretty nice. And he's got a carbine, which is a 18-inch pierce 1, 4-attack weapon. So, Hmm. yeah, a bit like the Iron Beast, he's going to be putting out those 1 or 2 damage every turn as he sort of stands there. A little bit of plinkiness, so which is handy to have on a guy that's very cheap and just standing there inspiring stuff. So he's kind of like your flag bearer with a gun. He has yeah. <laughs> aura, wild charge, plus one, but specifically for tinker units, which is your sort of mechanically kinds of things, for 10 points. He can have radiance of life, tinker only, for 15 points. Uh, and he can swap his, swap his carbine for a halfling long rifle, which means his attack becomes range 3 plus, range 24 and attacks three, piercing two for 15 points. So that plinkiness just gets significantly longer ranged, which I think like you mm. do if you've got the points for it, but you don't if you don't. It's, it's like the carbine's still fine as well. And then gadgets and gizmos. That's right. And uh, that then selects one of your units to get the tinker rule. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. Effectively so- load them up, giving them all these gadgets and gizmos, and then they get the keyword tinker, which helps out with the uh, radiance of life and wild charge aura that they and get. You- you choose which one, what unit gets that after you've deployed. That's right. Interesting. So what kind of unit might you put that on to, to get that best use out of that wild charge one and radiance of life? It has to be an infantry, yeah. yeah. So the stalwarts, I think, might be a good choice. So you can get those guys the tinker rule as well. Um, so then they get... They also get iron resolve on top of that. Yeah. So it just makes their defense five chunkiness. Yep. More effective. I could see... Mm. So I see this guy standing next to your unit of stalwarts in between the stalwarts and a harvester and then mm. maybe in front of him some EJ grenadiers are flying about. 
um, or yeah. maybe even maybe even some awesome knots. So yeah. yeah, you can get that mm. max out of that aura, and then on top of your wild charge plus one that your stalwarts then have, you can stack that with a bit of cookery for extra chargey goodness. Yeah, he does a lot for not yep. very many points. Mm. The only thing I'd probably give him is maybe the periscope to keep in theme, so he can see overheads and shoot things. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah I like that. You could model him with the. Uh, the halfling long rifle would you take the long rifle or would you take the carbine mostly i would go rifle if i could afford it just because it makes the range uh three plus instead of four less moving well it's three attacks at range three plus which is very slightly more average hits than four attacks at range and then they got the piercing two on top of that instead of one the extra pierce yeah it's all about the range 24 me yeah and the fact that you could model him with like a sniper rifle on a stand like the old classic um engineer models from from back in the day of of, of like the the empire and fantasy mm. except yeah. you, you instead of the scope you model a periscope so that he <laughs> 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 so he can see over the hill that'll look great all right anything else we've got to talk about the engineer nah. any other artifacts no okay let's go on to the sarji Argy bargy, look, it's Sargy, the sergeants. Uh, height 2, speed 5, melee 3, no range, defense 5. Obviously, doesn't have any unit strength, but he's got 3 attacks, 10, 12, nerve, with 55 points attached to it. Crushing 1, individual, inspiring, spellward. And another bunch of options available. So you can give this guy Relentless for the 5 points, you can put him on a dog for 25, you can give him a bow, which is 18 inch, ranged 4 plus for 10 points. Or you can give him the standard of Hordenberg. Uh, Hoden- no, there's no umlau there, so Hordenberg. No, but that's double, would be double D. Hodenberg. Aura, elite <laughs> melee for infantry only for 25 points. That's pretty good. And you can also give him a scout, but you can't take it while you've got a dog. Dogs are too noisy. 10 points for that one. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, the standard of Hoddenberg, uh, that aura does sound very tasty for 25 points, and maybe it still is. Um, but just remember that most of your infantry units are hitting on fives. So, so yeah, if you're going to go stalwarts heavy, I think this is an auto-include. Yeah, you can certainly see between this guy, the engineer, and the sorcerer that if you have a couple of hordes of stalwarts holding up your middle, which is increasingly, I'm feeling like that's going to be quite a standard style of build you've got so much extra buff on once you layer all your various characters on top of your dudes that they're actually start hitting like a truck and being quite speedy and versatile as well the mustard captain uh speed (laughs) five captain mustard Mustard. uh speed five melee three no range defense five uh, once again, this guy does not have any unit strength, but does have five attacks, so a little bit better than mm. the sergeant. Uh, mm. Nerve is 12-14 at 80 points, um, so a little bit more expensive than the sergeant, but a little bit more attacks. Uh, also has crushing strength one, individual inspiring mighty, this one, mighty, underline that. Mighty's always uh, good. And spell word. Oh, significantly less options, though, than the sergeant, so he's <laughs> only got relentless and the option for a more expensive dog. Fancy dog. He's got a. He's poodle. got a fancy dog. Like little, went to the salon or something. So uh, <laughs> yeah, this is like your typical hero. Um, the biggest thing for me is I'm not sure I'd ever take this guy. Like, no, I know, I know Mighty I mean, is good. 
spot. And it's expensive and inspiring, but that's that's an expensive bit of mighty. This guy reminds me a lot of the, the Ratkin Warlord, who has very similar stats, uh, points, etc., etc. Um, and there was never a place for him until very recently with the uh, update, they gave him the Vicious Aura as an option. And it kind mm. of gave him something extra to help out with the troops. And all of a sudden, I've taken to taking one um, just on foot to walk around with his mates, give them all vicious and then occasionally add a couple of extra wounds and then also occasionally move out and be a chaff unit and use that mighty. He's yeah. quite versatile. But without that aura, especially in an army where every other character gives you juicy auras and stuff, mm-hmm. um, pretty hard to justify, I reckon. Yeah, like he goes up into what, 115 points, is it? Yep. Yep, so he goes up to that sort of price line where... You're just like, if you wanted the chaff to use the mighty, you can do it cheaper and better and faster. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. If you wanted inspiring, then you can go the sergeant and do it cheaper, or you can go the engineer and do it more efficiently and complement the rest of the list cheaper. Um, so he's... I mean, it's not like the sergeant can't do one point of damage, three attacks on melee three with crushing one. Mm, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, Captain Mustard. No. Yep. It's a no from me. He uh, he got done in in the study with a candlestick, I think. <laughs> That's the candle. Uh, Good joke, <laughs> but <laughs> all right. The the feast master, <laughs> I like this guy already. He's a big chungus uh, for a halfling, heavy infantry. <laughs> Lol. Uh, speed five, melee three, range four, and defense four. He's unit size one, but unit strength zero. As are all individuals. Uh, five attacks. 11 slash 13 nerve at 90 points. Okay. Um, he's also got crush one duelist, individual Ooh. inspiring scout, spell ward, throwing cleaver. So he can chuck ah, his right. he can chuck his cleavers at really quite an incredible rate, being able to throw five of them a turn for, at 12 mm. inch range and pierce That's one. That's a lot of cleavers. So this is the chef looking character with. Uh, Dual cleavers. Yeah, if I yeah this miniature. dude is packing a lot of cleavers. Um, so yeah, a halfling, which which traditionally not, not well balanced throwing weapon traditionally, but I know chefs. <laughs> I've actually had a chef throw a knife at me once in a kitchen when I was uh, caterer briefly. Um, didn't hit me luckily, and he wasn't like ninja starring it like this bloke. It was more of a, just a aggro maneuver. Um, and it's not just any cleaver; it's a throwing cleaver. So yeah, like all chefs, he's uh, he's a jerk. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, he's this, the, the assassin style unit, I suppose, for the for the halfling, the speed five assassin. Yeah, but um, yeah, unique. Wait, is he unique? No, he's not unique. I thought he was for no. some reason. I guess just because the model's quite dynamic. But yeah, you could take multiple assassins if you were some kind of lunatic. But yeah, it is unique in that nobody will ever take it. <laughs> Maybe if you give him the plus one thunder, uh, wild charge and if you've got all those wild charge buffs on top of it, he might actually be able to get into combat and kill the character. Yeah. Yeah, but the movement five is a limiting stuff factor, to make him it? work. The, the, the yeah. movement five is very limiting. Like if he was speed uh, seven, like a certain ratty assassin, then uh, yeah. and otherwise similar, which they, they are quite similar units, then he would be a little bit scarier. But the five attacks um, is very good. A lot of these assassin units have four. Four. Uh, yeah. And mm. believe me, I don't know how many times I've wished my assassin had five attacks instead of four because it makes a huge <laughs> difference. It makes that that ranged uh, more reliably actually do something. And when you go to 15 attacks, 
Wait, no. Ten attacks, excuse me. Wait, is Duelist yeah. double? Yeah. yeah. Ten yeah. attacks against a enemy hero or something um, at melee three, crush one. You're probably, if they're a wizardy style character, you're probably giving them the cleave. While as eight <laughs> attacks, what inevitably happens is you just whiff and do two damage and then don't break them and then cry because you're like, that's the whole point of you. Why, why, do you, why mm-hmm. did you fail me? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for me, it's, it's a pretty easy no. Uh, it's, I don't think it's my playstyle, firstly. Uh, but secondly, 90 points for a relatively slow unit that doesn't really complement the rest of no. the units. Uh, so, yeah, I think I would be always going back to um, uh, one of the other heroes if I needed the inspiring. I think you take precisely one of them in the event that their name is Ali McSween and they're with a bunch of poacher mates, which we'll get to later. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly the yep. circumstance in which the Master of the Feasts comes out. That's mm. it. All right, how about we go back to Captain Mustard or, and then give his dog some wings? So <laughs> the Mustard Captain... Mustard... I keep saying it now. Mustard Captain on Winged Arrowheads. Uh He is a monstrous hero. So you've got to factor in that base size. Speed 10, melee 3, no range, defense 5, unit strength 1, 7 attacks, 14, 16 nerve at 195 points. The Bigo Doggo has crushing strength 2, fly, inspires, has iron resolve, is also nimble, has got the spell ward with thunderous charge 1 on top of the crushing strength 2, and you can give him relentless for 5 points. Uh, this is a very solid mm. flying hero, like uh, the Elf Dracon or the Kingdoms of Men, Dude on Beast, whatever it is. Yep. Very solid. Take two of them. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. This guy is Colonel Mustard. Uh, that he's now referred to uh, in the dining room uh, on the mounted winged horse <laughs> dog thing uh, yep. is a brilliant choice. Um, so iron resolve on this guy is handy because he's got relatively like a slightly in lower 14, nerve. 16, yeah. Um, but he's still ravenous so he can get all those wild charge buffs, etc. Um, but his one thing in this whole list that is A, fast and nimble and hurts like Punchy. he's got crushing strength two thunderous charge one so it will convert these seven attacks and you've got enough things in your army to just get in the way to allow this mm-hmm. sort of unit to get flanks um, mm-hmm. and i think that's green ticks uh relentless even that five point upgrade is something that i would consider on this guy because you're going to convert most of those misses He's also your unit, which uh, thus far in the characters, you've been really lacking a model that can keep up with all your speedy cavalry and inspire them, which this guy mm. also does that job. So, yeah, I agree. He's fantastic. He reminds me of the Kingdoms of Men uh, flying yep. Griffin Friendo, like uh, General on Flappy beast. Bird or whatever. Winged Beast, yep. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's really good. I like those kinds of uh, dragon light kind of miniatures. I think they're just uh, really in a good spot in terms of effect versus points and um, versatility and maneuverability. Great unit. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So next up, we've got the Gunnery Sergeant on a troll. Uh, so this guy rolling around on a troll with speed 6, melee 3, range 4, defense 5, has one unit strength with 5 attacks. Uh, the nerve is 13-15 at 130 points. Has crushing strength 1, just like the other trolls that are mounted uh with inspiring nimble pathfinder regeneration five plus and the pintle gun as well so it does have the option to take that relentless um and with the tinker special rule the engineer does sort of help out there as well um this is just your 
pretty typical, I guess, hero choice that does have unit strength, so can score and contest. Yeah, a bit better than the, the Troll Bruiser with the increased uh, waiver value mm. and some ranged attacks on top of that. Yeah, that plink damage again. Um, like, you know, you can imagine an army where you've got a couple of volley guns, a, a sergeant maybe, a engineer, one of these guys, maybe the uh, Iron Beast. You've just got a lot of those units that are putting out one or two damage each. Um, so just adding to that. I think is great. If it's your only one, meh. But if it's one of like five different units that do that little plinkety binky, like we've said before, pretty good. But also unit strength mm. one, pretty tough to remove, and uh, and it doesn't. I was about to say regen. Yes, no, it does have regen. Yeah, pretty handy. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Not much else to say about that one. Yeah. If you've got a hundred and thirty points. For a character, but then there's there's so many choices for 130. There points. really is. It's actually difficult mm. because if you want something that's just like more effective stat wise and stuff for that inspiring um, miniature that you're going to need, then this guy. Well, as if you want less effective stats, more uh, friendo buffery, then you're going for down the like sorcerer or engineer route with with a few items and things to end up being a similar mm-hmm. amount of points. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. How about uh, the easily pronounceable Aaron mm. Cadwallader, who is yeah, that was pretty good. Who is a, <laughs> who is a uh, hero, heavy infantry, speed five, melee three, defense five. Uh, so this is like uh, if Colonel Mustard got a promotion and got named. Um, he has five attacks, <laughs> uh, thirteen, fifteen nerve, one hundred and ten points. So it's still pretty cheap for a named character. Uh, Aura mm. nimble. For infantry only. Ooh, juicy, juicy. Uh, crushing strength one, individual, mighty, spell ward, very inspiring. So this is... I didn't plan this, by the way, but this is almost exactly what I was saying that would happen if you gave Colonel Mustard like an aura <laughs> to make him a little bit more useful. Uh, in this case, mm. he also gets very inspiring, so he's sort of a little bit uh, larger inspiration aura again. Um but yeah, it's just how much can you use that nimble for infantry? Thirty points, probably more not than that Colonel much, <laughs> but it is yeah. pretty cool. I mean, all the auras going on. There's such a, a layer cake that you can create with the sorcerer. So you've got Iron Beast. You've got your pretty bland uh, stalwarts just standing there, being like, "Yeah, I have uh, decent stats." It's like, well, sort of fairly crappy stats for an elite infantry, decent for a weak one. But then you're like, "Oh, but I've mm. also got." Brutal and Wild Charge and uh, Iron Resolve and <laughs> Nimble <laughs> and all of this yeah. kind of nonsense. And all of a sudden you're like, what the hell does this unit even do? <laughs> no, exactly. And I think that's what it was intended to be. It was meant to be pretty crap in isolation, but add all these layers on the cake and all of a sudden you can actually make your units quite threatening. Hmm. Which is why this is a fun Kings of War army that's really interestingly hmm. written and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a shame about the blimp guys that stand out a little too much, um, but maybe that can be brought in line at some point. Overall, just yeah. this, this, I love this auras and, you know, wombo comboing. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're wombo comboing into a halfling with a bunch of rules. So it's not like you're, <laughs> yeah. it's not like you're assembling Megazord here, but man, it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's it. So the next uh, sort of special character here is Greedy Guts. Uh, My so favorite. This, hey? 
This is my favourite. It is. Guy. He is. Yeah. So he is another big little boy. Uh, so he is heavy <laughs> infantry base size with speed five, melee three, no range with a defence of four. Uh, he's big, but not that big. So he's only got unit strength zero. Uh, eight attacks. Uh, nerve, he is fearless 16 with 120, 115 points price bracket there. A uh, couple of special rules. So crushing strength one, dread, individual, life leech three, Ooh. Light, uh, mighty and wild charge D3. He is also nom, ravenous. Nom, nom. Um, so does benefit from all those extra bonuses from the sorcery. All those layers, mm. yeah. Wild charge D3 plus a sorcerer wild charge bonus on top of that. Yeah. Makes him pretty speedy. Yeah. Potentially. And, like, he is defense four, um, but being fearless... He's individual. Yeah, being fearless 16 with that life leech three as well, he's going to be hard to move, and you're not going to want to attack him. Like, you've got all these Mm. other things that have unit strength that will actually hurt you during the game. So having this guy constantly there, annoying you with those eight reliable eight attacks... Um, is going to be yeah, it's going to be annoying. Let's be honest. And then healing back whatever damage he does take mm. with dread on top of that. Yeah, that dread, dread is aura. fantastic. Anyone that's listening, try this guy out because um, I think he will surprise you. Dash yeah. sixteen, run him out. Dash sixteen, yeah. what the hell? Great support hero for chopping up on combats. Yeah, he's yeah. outstanding for one hundred and fifteen points. I mean, if he had inspiring, he'd be broke. Um, but even without it, you've got enough other mm. inspiring sources. You're going to take a heap of cheap characters in this it. army. Half your army yep. building is going to be around how can I unlock enough uh, characters to get all these cool dudes into my yep. list. Mm. Um, but Greedy Guts is going to be one of them. I have beef with this guy, though. I have a problem. The Feastmaster should have been called Greedy Guts. Like They should have been Greedy Guts as like a title. And this guy should have been called The Feastmaster. Oh, yeah. Instead of the other way around. Because I feel like <laughs> yeah, it just would have been cooler. But yeah, anyway, Greedy Guts, you know, it sounds like a um, something you call a toddler when they're chucking their food around. You've, you've seen the figure, though, have you, haven't you, Hugh? Yeah, Oof. he's a big chungus. Yeah, he's a scary chungus. <laughs> I just like the idea that he's eating people and getting his health back. Anyway, let's move on. Let's go to Ali McSween. Isn't that a lawyer? No, no. that's Ali McBeal. Okay, right. Same thing. <laughs> uh, so we've got a hero infantry. Yes, that's right. Hero, uh, height 2, speed 6, melee 3, range 4, defense 4. No unit strength, 5 attacks, 11, 13, nerve, 105 points. Crushing strength 1, duelist, individual, inspiring, self only. Master thief, scout, spellwood, stealthy, and throwing daggers, which are 12 inch piercing 1. They're like the throwing cleavers, but less cleavery. Mm. Yeah. So she's also ravenous, so once you chuck a few extra rules on her, the biggest challenge is trying to remember all her different rules at once. So what's Master Thief? So enemy units within six inches of Ali may -hmm. not use their magical fire to attack in combat. When Ali is attacking an enemy unit in combat, she may choose to use use a magical artifact held by an enemy unit she is engaged with, excluding one-use-only items, so no crystal pendant stealing. But if you run into someone who has the plus one to hit make Ellie hit on twos it actually means or that only- not only can she run around being an assassin and, and a fairly effective one noticeably she's got speed six rather than speed five on her regular yep. assassin equivalent, mm-hmm. which is going to make a big difference she can run around and do all that assassin stuff better at only 105 points which is crazy good she's, she's yep. just far better than other equivalent assassins 
of around that cost of like you know the the ones from the twilight kin and the ones from the rat kin and the ones from various different other armies um she's just better than them for the for the points yeah. cost uh, and then on top of that she can assist in that you know that grind that i keep coming back to where you've got your your two hordes of uh, stalwarts battling it out with your opposing enemy infantry's hordes um they've mm. got like you know a crushing strength item and a plus one to hit item or something as you said benson and she's actually kind of in a way giving like a soft aura it's just a negative aura for the opponent and helping mm. you tip that further in your favor yeah so because of this character though i don't think you would ever taste take the feast master yeah that's right like, it's 15 points balance. more no 15 points more and you've got like something that actually helps yeah this is what so. you don't want for and, I, and in fact unfortunately i'm seeing it more and more it was always the case with like the uh the Empire of Dust, but what I don't want to mm. see when we're looking at the balance of lists is unique characters that invalidate their equivalent. Um, mm. Like Empire of Dust have lots of unique characters. Some of those are like actually unique and sort of don't really have an equivalent, but they're just so much better than the generic version that you're going to see mm. the quote-unquote named character in every list and it's just suddenly Ali McSween and Greedy, Gut- Greedy Guts is in every single Halfling army. And you don't see that kind of uh, that variation as much, which I think is a bit of a yeah. bummer. Like, I mean, just to, from my perspective anyway, I don't think you're going to see these guys in every single list, but every single list that you would have had a Feast Master, you're just going to pick Ali. That's right. Um, and, every, and yeah. yeah, exactly so. Yeah. McSween's Cutthroats is... Um, so you wanted to take a Feast Master and you wanted to take some poachers because you thought they were cool models which they are and you wanted to take some like interesting units in your army but you couldn't justify them because they were just a bit too crap especially when compared (laughs) to their equivalents so instead take mcsween's cutthroats you get two regiments of poachers uh, plus 10 points each for the formation and one ally mcsween for plus five points um ally mcsween didn't have enough rules so she also gets rampage melee d3 um, which I believe stacks before um, before Duelist. Yep, that's uh, right. So you've got between 12 and uh, 15 attacks. No, 16, 12 and yeah. 16 attacks, maths. Uh, somewhere between 12 and... They've got 12, 14 or 16 attacks every time you attack another character, which makes her completely bananas for 110 mm-hmm. points at that point against other individuals as if she wasn't good enough against them already and then if you somehow don't kill them they get to swing back with no magic item at her um so that's awesome but then more importantly the poachers in this formation gain inspiring self and increase their range value to four plus which is huge so for 10 points Mm. your poachers become your two regiments of them become reasonable range threats uh and you don't need to buy a character to go with them to inspire them so they can actually scout out onto a flank put out some reasonable uh, range shooting and become like a a useful unit in your list. Mm. Yeah, stick them in some trees and just occupy some space. Yeah, so this is a pretty good formation. Again, it's it's sort of like I don't really expect to see an army with a random regiment of poachers in it or an army with a Feastmaster, much as Selick was saying before, because you will instead either not see those things at all, or you'll see McSween's cutthroats. Mm. Yeah, not much else to say about that. <laughs> you said it all. <laughs> all right, so what we'll do is we will take one more break, and then we 
come back, we'll wrap this up, we'll go through some lists and we'll uh, have our final thoughts. All right, all right. The largest known concentration of forest trolls on the Ardovician Plain can be found in the Targan Deeps. However, the forest of Khan and the swamps to the east of Yangmere are home to small tribes of forest trolls that have migrated from their traditional haunt to find a new home. While most people consider such brutes to be terrifying and stupid beasts, the halflings have over time learned to accommodate and appreciate the presence of creatures, sometimes trading food and other goods in return for labour. Indeed, some of the most difficult sections of the Tanmil Canal were only possible with the muscle of the trolls. The trolls themselves also love a good fight, and in times of need, the halflings are able to recruit some of their most willing youngsters with a promise of adventure and inevitable, although stomach-churning, feast that follows a glorious victory. Their huge strength and toughness makes them a formidable foe, or a very good ally. Alrighty, and we're back to round it up. So... Now that we've gone through all the units and discussed it in depth, we shall now go through some example lists that we each have created. So I'll start off. Uh, what I have decided to go with is two hordes of stalwarts. So the first horde has uh, the lower defense for crushing one. And I've also given them the chance of hate to give them vicious. The other horde have the hammer of measured force. I then have a regiment of Juggers with the Helm of the Drunken Ram to up that Thunderous. Uh, EJAs, Edges, Grenadiers, just one unit of them. A horde of Forest Troll Gunners and a horde of Forest Troll Not Gunners, Punches, whatever. A unit of Awesome Noughts, a Harvester, an Iron Beasto with the plus one item, whatever it is. Pride of the Shires, there you go, <laughs> inspiring and aura headstrong. Sorcerer with the Sacred Horn, a Sergeant with the Standard of Hodenberg for the Aura Elite on the Stalwarts, and two Mustard Captains on Mustard Arrelezes, Flying Wing Doggos, one with Relentless to bring me up to 2300 points. So I'm thinking there should be a layering of things there. My, It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of fast threat but with some wild charges those stalwarts should be able to dish out a whole bunch of damage especially with each of them having elite one of them having vicious one of them having always hurt you on fours the juggers are backed up by the grenadiers the awesome noughts and the two mustard flying captains and then you got some the harvester and the iron beast to support the stalwarts there but that's what i was thinking so it's not super fast. There's only a little bit of plink range damage from the Troll Gunners, the Iron Beast. But I think it should be enough just to to get those nerve rolls. Yeah, I like it. It's an incredibly difficult army to get into 2,000 points, isn't it? Because there's so much juicy stuff that you want to Because you want to layer up, yeah. Mm, I think they do better the higher points, these guys. Because you can add more synergies layers. Yeah, they need all those mm. synergies and a bit of redundancy and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so I went with a 2300 list and I started off with three regiments of Braves. 
Um, I've then gone into a regiment of Juggers with the Helm of the Ram as a really throwaway unit just to try and hurt some of the higher defense units um, that I think mm -hmm. these really struggle with. Uh, I'll back that up with three regiments of the EJ Edge Grenadiers, hey. uh, just perfect chaff, um, but I'm probably going to use them a little bit differently to chaff, I think, inside this list, depending upon my opponent. So, yes, as chaff, but also more as that really versatile unit strength 2 unit. Um, so, yeah, that's how I plan on winning the games. Mm -hmm. uh, more of the hammers, I've gone two regiments of aeronauts, uh, one with the staying stone to make sure that they can go up to 14, 15 nerve, and one just with the mace of crushing. Just I think I'm going to get the hits, and using that crushing strength 2 to try and convert, um, I think should be good. Uh, I've then gone with the Iron Beast with the Pride of the Shires upgrade just to help out with that headstrong aura that can help out with all of these low waiver uh, numbers and the Inspiring is going to be pretty handy in this list. Uh, Sorcerer, would have loved to have given the Horn but I needed the extra Inspiring I thought. Uh, mount that uh, Source Monger onto a <laughs> source little <monger. laughs> dog there um, and I think that'll be pretty handy. Uh, then I've gone for two Mustard Captains on winged arrows as well one with the dwarven ale just because i know that these guys are one of the only threats so they could be shot nice and early having that mm -hmm. headstrong could be handy uh mm -hmm. then i've gone with mcsween's cutthroats i really like that formation so that two regiments of poachers there hitting on fours uh can be handy uh and ali mcsween there I'd probably deploy them very separately um just keep ali with more of the the line that's going to be attacking and being really offensive um, and then use all the poachers just with one regiment of uh, the EJ Grenadiers just to really uh, keep everyone else back or buy another turn of shooting. So that's how I would do it. And that's 2300, that's 16 uh, drops and 28 unit strength. Okay, I don't think I said how many I had. I Mine seems more elite with only 13 drops, unit strength 25. Mm, so not much unit strength drop for uh, three more units. Yeah, you kind of expect it yeah. to be quite a hoardy army, and then maybe once you, yeah, once you actually build it, because you've got so many juicy little dudes that are unit strength one or zero, you end up with less mm. than you might have thought. Yeah, interesting. Okay, cool. Mm. Well. My for my I like I like your both your armies actually I think they're pretty good and I see why you chickened out and went for twenty three hundred because it is incredibly difficult <laughs> to, to make a make a uh, two thousand point list because they're so um, like there's just got so many cool units I don't know what, how else to put it like there's so, and there's as you say you've got those overlapping kind of um, synergies that you Still want to cake. maximize so by the time you do that you just you know, you kind of need to pick and choose which synergies you want to go for, I guess. Um, so I have taken a 2,000-point list. Um, I've gone for... Uh, I applied a lot of what we spoke about. Um, so, for example, I've got two hordes of Braves, uh, which both started as Spear Spikes to hold the two flanks mm -hmm. uh, and then gradually got downgraded to Braves because I needed the points. <laughs> mm -hmm. So two hordes of Braves... Uh, two hordes of stalwarts uh, in this particular list, they're really aiming to do quite a bit of damage. Like I'm, I'm relying on them to do uh, damage as well as hold the center. So I've got Hammer of Measured Force on one and Brew of Strength and uh, swapping to Crush Strength one on the other. So again, yep. much as we spoke about, one's Crush two, Defense four, and one's Crush one, 
well, not crush one, sorry, one's always wound on four plus defense five. Um, then I've got uh, a regiment of juggers with Jesse's boots and the relentless to try to get a few extra hits in there. Um, we've got EJ Grenadiers times two. So two little chaffy friends. Uh, then I've got a random howitzer because I needed, I thought I needed a bit of plink damage from range um, or to add to my relatively few plinky range units because I haven't got much shooty that, shooting that I've managed to fit into 2000. Um, I've got a harvester, which is going to sit next to my blocks of infantry and put out a bit of damage. Standing in between, I presume, the harvester and one of the units of braves, again, kind of like we spoke about, I've got a sergeant. Uh, uh, sorry, I've got a engineer who has the EJ Periscope on his gun. He's got the Aura Wild Charge and the Radiance of Life for Tinker and Gadgets and Gizmos, so he can upgrade. Ooh, he's loaded up. Yeah, he's pretty loaded up, yeah. although I couldn't afford the sniper. I ended up taking that off. Um, but he can still wander up with... Because this is a pretty aggressive army. I'm not going to stand back and shoot quite so much. So he's wandering up with the Stalwarts and the um, Harvester just keeping pace with them, shooting, cracking off a shot or two here and there and uh, inspiring them as well as healing them, as well as giving them wild charge. He does quite a bit really for his uh, 110 points. Um, mm. Then I've got a sorcerer on the Arales with uh, the inspiring talisman. So he can just run around and be versatile and inspire where he needs to and again, buff up the braves. Inspiring sources, yep. Yep, he can be saucy. Just be a saucy boy. Uh, his name, I think I'm going with Sweet Baby Ray. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite of the, of the barbecue sauces available. Uh, we've got a... Honey soy, thanks. We've got a sergeant. Um, he has a bow um, and the standard of Hodenberg. Um, so, so at this point, all of those, um, all of those stalwarts are m- at least one crushing strength, often two... They've got multiple wild charge. They frequently have um, uh, brutal. They'll also have radiance of life some of the time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of getting ridiculous how many items they've got. They've all they've <laughs> all got elite. Um, they're actually hitting like trucks really at this point, and they're reasonably tough too. Um, I've also mm, got the I muster captain th- on winged Arales, uh, who's gonna who's got the pipes of terror and the relentless item, so he's gonna fly around take advantage of the one or two damage that the sergeant or engineer or whatever have poked into a unit to then get his re-rolls in there and, and hit quite reliably in a flank. And lastly, I've got a greedy guts who can, again, wander along with that core strength thing. So, so this is mainly around basically being an army that has two hordes of elite infantry that are backed up by about a million support characters <laughs> and then a bunch of stuff sort of floating around that, I guess. Hmm, nice. Putting the um, the engineers, gadgets, and gizmos on the greedy guts to make him tinker to give him a plus one wild charge and the saucy boys. Yeah, extra can wild he do charge that? On that. Oh, D3. I guess he could. 2D3 plus one wild charge on top of his speed five. That's surprising. <laughs> that <would> surprise <laughs> someone for sure. I'm kind of happy enough for yeah. him to. Uh, just charge out in the in front of the hoarder units in order for them to set up like a combo charge on something, take it off, and then um, Big mighty, he's going to yeah. stand there and hold for a bit and put out a bit of damage and do that aura. 
Yeah, once once all those auras stack together, if you could maneuver it right, which is a big if. Like, there's plenty of, uh, there's there's one, two, two, so three, many rules. four. In two thousand points for um, uh, what are they called? Uh, individual characters is four individuals. But then you also have to bit. remember, Iron Resolve from your gadgets and gizmos, and Dread from the greedy guts. On top of that. Yeah, mm. the, the biggest, up. the hardest thing about playing this army is going to remember all the special rules you've got because it, yeah. each of those stalwarts and even in a pinch, the Braves have like virtually every special rule in the book. Um, and so it all comes to, at 2,000 points, I have 14 drops and 23 unit strength. So pretty comparable to hmm. your, yeah. uh, to Benson's yeah. 2300 list in terms of oomph, um, but for 300 points less. I think all of our lists play very differently. Yes. Yeah, potentially, yeah. yeah. So I think mine is more shoot, 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 then try and win with movement. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. yours, Hugh, is more uh, multiple, even though it was a smaller points level, uh, it was more layers of complementing forces based around your two hordes of stalwarts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Benson, I'm not really sure what yours was. Obviously, a bit more punchy <laughs> than everyone else's, but... Yeah, it's got a bit of everything. So it's got the good solid line. It's got the speed to get around the back and support for both of those things. Mm. Yeah, very inexorable, um, very sort of uh, all over the place. You've got the. I don't like the. Uh, I do like, but I, 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 I appreciate the um, the attempt. I guess when you've got forest troll gunners and forest trolls, yeah. that just speaks to yeah, sort of indecisiveness on like because surely like two forest trolls. Or two forest troll gunners is going to be better, but you just like to have that Swiss Army knife bit of everything. Yes, that's mm. what I like to do. I like to make sure that I've got a bit of everything and eighteen attacks for the range because I don't have a lot of range and I, other than the Iron Beast. So yeah. I think I needed something, and that will certainly. Yeah, help I was surprised how much how little range rather yours and mine ended up with because um, you could definitely take like a not quite gunline but very shooty version. Like Selix was a bit shootier. But yeah, yeah. Um, you can also take uh, relatively little shooting and just have like a bit of plink out there just to, to, as we spoke about, again, applying what we spoke about, doing a bit of damage heading into combat, but not much. You've just like turned the tide so that you're, when your horde hits their horde, yours wins because it's got 15 different special rules and they've got three damage on them. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Allies, do you think they need them? I, I think we stopped saying... About allies, to be honest. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think they need them, but if you were going to get them, you, like, just go to whatever the best army is at the time and just pick two of those best units and then <laughs> one supporting character for inspiring. But is there anything for theme? Like, what would fit in terms of making it thematic rather oh, than thematic. optimization? Oh, okay. I mean, you wouldn't consider any of the other troll varieties because that just doesn't make any sense. Dwarves, I'm not sure on the lore in terms of how they communicate with uh, the other races. I think even more so than our usual reluctance to take allies. I think this particular army, as we, like both of you guys and myself, struggled to get enough stuff into the 2,000 points to get those overlapping auras and... um, synergies and support pieces you don't want to take points away from the Um, the right smattering of shooting enough chaff 
uh, enough speed, enough uh, yeah buffs and and things that work together, even more so than other armies. If you're putting in 500 of your 2,000 points in allies, you're going to really struggle to get those things happening. And so I think mm. don't do it. Like m- take your mixed arms, you know, um, more than the sum of its parts halfling army, and don't just bugger that by putting in a couple of hordes of grotesques or whatever. Missing. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not missing anything, really. They've got the speed, they've got the punch, they can hold their line. And, yeah, you need need the points for those layers. Yeah. So, overall, um, really fun-looking list, I think, to play both with and against. It's quite dynamic. It's quite interesting. Um, there are a few gotchas in there, especially in terms of, uh, oh, you didn't realise that this had Iron Resolve and also... Uh, wild charge and whatever else like and I think good communication with your opponent <laughs> particularly around some of that that wild charge shenanigans and some of the various different myriad things that characters do is probably required Especially with that source but provided you do that i think they're they're really fun dynamic army to play both with and against and the models are great so more halflings the merrier in my book yep agreed mm. uh yep. Ha- having played these this army a fair bit or against it a fair bit it is super fun to play against um, makes you think a lot with all of the wild charge and obviously they're uh, nimble, fast-moving units. So, um, yeah, give it a go. Uh, don't just pencil lock yourself into one play style either. This is a very diverse list. Um, so give everything a go at least once before you start um, buying all those beautiful miniatures from Mantic. Yeah, you could take like mm. an all-cavalry halfling list or something. Like we didn't go for that, but you could. Like imagine how fast and crazy that would be. Could do so many things. Juggers, wild runners, some flying guys behind it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Leave it there. This has been the Halflings Army Review, and I guess we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, guys. See you next time. The Halflings do not refer to themselves as such, since in their eyes, they are exactly the right size, and it is the other races who are abnormally large. They generally just call themselves the people, although those who have settled in the Shires most often refer to themselves as Shire Folk. Those who settled in the southern regions near and within the elven city of Edge call themselves the People of Edge. Yes, sir. Hope you realize that the math hammer doesn't work. <laughs> we give the people what they desire. Australian war gaming podcast, direct misfire. You don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, we got plenty more. If you're ready, let's go. Stay tuned. That's for sure. Hey.